This is Civil Discourse on KURU 89.1 FM in Silver City, New Mexico, and streaming on the Internet at gmcr.org. I'm your host, Jamie Newton. My guest is United States Senator Martin Heinrich of New Mexico, who is with us by audio link from his office in Washington, D.C. Senator Heinrich, congratulations on your re-election, and welcome to Civil Discourse. Oh, it's great to be back. As we concluded our interview a few weeks before the November 2018 midterm elections, we looked forward to the question I'll ask you first today. With several Senate contests still undecided, the Republican Party has held majority control by the slimmest of margins, 51 confirmed seats. Democrats have secured control of the House of Representatives with 225 confirmed seats to 200 for the Republicans, about 10 still undecided. Senator Heinrich, please tell us what is uppermost in your mind as you reflect on the midterm election process and outcomes, and as you peer through the clearing mists into the future, how fares the republic? Well, I, I want to start and talk a little bit about New Mexico, because I, I think we um, really had an amazing night in New Mexico, and what you see more and more of, and I think this is just going to strengthen over time, is we have a small federal delegation, but we are very close to each other. We work well with each other, and you're going to see more of a team approach that isn't just a federal uh, team approach, but also with the incoming governor, with all of the incoming statewide offices, and with the legislature, because I, I think our challenges in our state really uh, necessitate all of us working closely together across jurisdictional lines. At the federal level, I think we're heading into a healthier period. There are going to be some some checks and balances on the excesses of this administration, and that's a very, very positive thing. Um, Having the House of Representatives uh, majority Democratic will prevent some of the more extreme um, proposals from this White House moving forward. In the Senate, you know, being closely divided one way or the other doesn't dramatically swing the balance of power. We really need to come up with bipartisan solutions to be able to move those solutions out of the Senate. So I actually think it, it, it creates a more tempered, more moderate uh, government going into the next two years, and I think we should all be pretty grateful for that. Just after the midterm elections, President Trump declared that he would take a warlike posture toward the House of Representatives using the Senate, your Senate, as a kind of combat force if Democratic members of Congress used their new majority to investigate President Trump's financial dealings and other questionable practices. In your mind, how does that affect prospects of bipartisan cooperation in the federal government? Well, I mean, I, I think the this is a president who says things without really knowing the uh, the mechanics of how our government works, and you know the the Senate is not uh, is an independent body. It is not easily used as a um, arm of the White House to begin with, and especially not with the sort of narrow majority minority that we're going to be looking at here. Uh, what the House does is going to be up to the leadership of the House of Representatives, and they certainly have. Uh, the uh, the right and obligation to do good government oversight. Um, 
threats aside, that is part of their charge as representatives of the American people. They also have a responsibility to do that oversight in a way that is appropriate, that is not a witch hunt, uh, and I trust them uh, to make good decisions there because you do spend political capital any time you do an oversight investigation. So my hope is that they stick to things that are truly important to the republic, to the American people, and um, and I would certainly support them as, as long as they uh, make good decisions. Going into the midterm elections, there were concerns about the integrity of the electoral process. Senator Heinrich, looking back on it now, what do you think about the claims of voter suppression for example, in the state of Georgia, where the Secretary of State was also running for governor as he managed the election, possibilities of ballot box fraud and other problems with the integrity of the electoral process. I think we still have a great deal of work to do um, with respect to making sure that voter suppression is not effective. Um, There are a lot of structural barriers to people who, in my view, have a constitutional right to vote. And if, if you are a law-abiding member of this nation and you are a citizen of this nation, um, you have a constitutional right and obligation to be part of your democracy, part of your republic. So when I see things like voter purges that um, impact people who are clearly in a legal position to be able to vote, I, I find that very, very troubling and very concerning. And if those suppression efforts are aimed at a particular class of voters, whether that is by race or geography um, or background, that's even more concerning. So I, I do think there is a lot of work that needs to be done there. Um, I, I think that we have been lucky in New Mexico that we have had a uh, a relatively, um, well, we've had really good people in most of our positions that make sure that every vote that is valid gets counted. Uh, and, but it does worry me when I see candidates like Yvette Harrell, for example, who are willing to go on television and claim that there were improprieties and then they're not able to actually um, cite any improprieties. That doesn't give people the confidence that they deserve, given the, um, the way that our votes in New Mexico were counted. And in the case of southern New Mexico in particular, that was a situation where there were, there were journalists right there watching as Republicans and Democrats uh, participated in that vote count to make sure that everyone was counted and everyone's vote was counted correctly. And that's the standard that we should all strive for. Senator Heinrich, since we last spoke only a few weeks ago, the Trump administration has expanded deployment of military forces to the U.S. border with Mexico and militias with heavy weapons who operate outside of the established military command are descending on the border. The so-called Honduran caravan of refugees and asylum seekers is approaching the border, and Immigration and Customs Enforcement has recently begun a new practice of simply dumping undocumented migrants on U.S. streets if detention centers can't accommodate them. Senator Heinrich, how can legislators and concerned citizens promote justice toward immigrants and restore America's commitment to welcome desperate refugees? 
Well, I, I think first your words really matter here, and I want to thank you for using the word refugee because a seven-year-old Honduran uh, child fleeing the violence and persecution of her country it does not constitute a security threat. And we have laws in place that can separate refugees from undocumented immigrants, and we have to follow those laws. Uh, this is an administration that plays fast and loose with the law. They always have. I suspect that's not going to change. And we have to be willing to take them to court and force them into following our commitments, um, force them to follow the Supreme Court decisions uh, that have been made, force them to follow the case law. Um, that's going to be very important. But I also think our the way we speak about immigration and refugees is important as well. Um, I, I spent the last few days before I got back yesterday to D.C. down along uh, the border uh, south of Silver City in New Mexico's boot heel. Uh, fortunately, I did not see any militias, nor did I see anything resembling a caravan. We have to start telling the real story of the border and uh, questioning people who want to paint a picture of this lawless borderlands when it couldn't be further from the truth. And I also think we have to start to question those news outlets that can't use the word immigrant without attaching some sort of pejorative, you know, be that MS-13, be that criminal. Um, there is a real effort to paint immigrants as not the benefit they are to our country, but as a purely threatening thing, an appeal to people's fear. And as the son of an immigrant myself, I find that very, very offensive. And I think we need to begin having that conversation and calling this president out for his bigotry and for the nature of the language that he uses. Senator Heinrich, there are so many other things I'd like to ask you about, but I did promise your staff a very brief interview. Thank you so much for being with us. Recently re-elected United States Senator Martin Heinrich, congratulations once again, and we'll look forward to our next interview with you. I look forward to it as well. Thank you. And you have been listening to Civil Discourse, a public affairs production of Gila Mimbres, Community Radio, and KURU 89.1 FM. My guest today was United States Senator Martin Heinrich. Thanks to our audio engineer, Ken Kepler. Thank you for listening and for supporting Gila Mimbres Community Radio.